God's Word says all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Whatever season of life you're in, the Bible has answers. Come along with me as we discuss life, faith, marriage, parenting, and more, all in light of Scripture. Thanks for listening to the Streams of Water podcast. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Streams of Water. My name is Shauna. Um, It's good to be back. I took last week off for Thanksgiving so I could just uh, be with family and focus on the week. You know, Thanksgiving um, is quite honestly probably my favorite holiday. I'm sorry. I know it's not the uh, popular pick uh, in this holiday season, but I just, I think I love like, it's not as hustle and bustly and... I particularly like the food that we have on Thanksgiving. Um, But uh, now we are in the Christmas season. My family is, um, our household is very strict. Uh, You don't listen to Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. Um, Decorations don't go up. Trees not purchased. And uh, my husband and I both just kind of were naturally like that. So that was nice to... (laughs) not have to worry about um that issue in our marriage um but I have allowed I must confess I have allowed my daughter to watch some Mickey Mouse Christmas stuff before Christmas sorry um but other than that we are pretty much just we like Thanksgiving to be its own thing so Um, But now that we have celebrated Thanksgiving, it is officially Christmas season. I'm sitting here with my tree um, lit up behind me and I have decorated and the Christmas music has has happened and is is alive and well in our house. And um, so I thought it would be a great opportunity these next four weeks to do a, a mini series on Advent and on the season of preparing for um, Jesus coming, um, celebrating his birth. Now, um, it is most likely that Jesus was not born um, in the dead of winter. Um, we we can assume that for you know a couple of different reasons, just with the story of the shepherds being out, and um, if it was super cold, you know that probably wasn't going to be um, where we would find them. And there's some um, other reasons that I actually don't know, but um, it is not the fact that oh Jesus was born on December 25th um but it's the season where we uh celebrate his coming um to earth to be a human to um be like us and among us and now God didn't have to become human to understand us he created us but now we know that our God took the form of human and um was made um, like us, and it's just a really beautiful thing. You know, you see other religions um, and their gods, you know, um, there are not stories of their gods doing the same the same thing, but they their gods are either men that were just made and don't actually have <laughs> deity to them, but... Um, Anyway, so it's just, it's a really awesome and beautiful season. And so the um, term Advent 
really just means coming, um, it's the arrival of, of someone. And so, um, we celebrate that we can set our eyes on Jesus coming. I don't know about you, but Christmas season, even though, you know, for us, it's, it's like a whole month in our household, um, it goes, it goes fast and it's, it's busy and, um, we're not able, I don't think sometimes I, I, it's just too fast. And so I get to, you know, Christmas day and then it's over and I'm sad. And so, um, Advent preparing, you know, setting our minds and our hearts on, on Jesus and what he did for us and coming to be, um, among us is just, it's a beautiful way to, um, really get in the right posture for Christmas. And also it takes our eyes off of just present buying and, you know, all of the plans and all of the things that can just not have us have the right focus. And so, um, I'm curious, I put, I put a question out on my story just, um, 30 minutes ago of how, how you celebrate Advent. There's lots of different ways, um, to celebrate and to get in the right mindset. And traditionally in churches, um, there is an Advent wreath and four candles and each, um, there's four Sundays of Advent this year. It will be, um, it's this, the first one was this last Sunday and it'll go up into Christmas day, which is a Sunday this year, which I always love when Christmas lands on a Sunday. Um, I think it's fun to celebrate as a church body, um, on the actual day of Christmas. So, um, there's the lighting of, of candles and, um, our church does, um, a reading and a scripture reading. And we, we have a family, um, each week, a different family do the scripture reading and the lighting of the candle. And, um, and so there's other things like advent calendars, which has kind of been, um, like a non Christian way it's been practiced, like, um, just with candy or whatever. And it's not wrong. I'm just saying that it definitely started as a Christian tradition. And now it has definitely been a little bit commercialized. Um, but Hey, maybe it has people stop and think about, you know, what, why we do advent calendars. So there's advent books. Um, I know John Piper has a book that I'm going to read this year on just, um, small reflections each day with some scripture and some words on, um, this Advent season. There's kid books for it. Uh, we have one that is a little bit older than uh, a couple years older than what our kids are ready for, but we still read as a family. Um, and I'm hoping to do that this year. Um, and then I wanted to give just a couple, um, they're probably not new ideas, but they're going to be things that we do as a family this year that we haven't always done. And one of them, um, I love a good paper chain. I usually, if I have trips coming up, I've done a paper countdown chain. Uh, I don't know. It's just fun. So I'm going to do one this year, but with, um, with verses on like the inside of the paper chain or like Christmas questions. Um, you know, this doesn't all have to be, doesn't all have to be focused on, um, you know, exactly Jesus questions, but I think just getting, um, 
having questions for your family, like what's your favorite Christmas tradition or um, what's your favorite ornament we have on the tree? Just different Christmas questions that I think um, get our, our minds obviously primarily focused on Jesus, but I think it's okay to ask some of those other questions as well. And so I'm going to do that this year and I'm really excited. I, I hope I have green and red paper. If not, I might have to go, <laughs> go find something that... Um, and then another thing that I'm going to try to do, um, I've seen a, a reverse advent calendar where you like collect um, a food item each day to donate to a local food pantry um, or maybe to a family that's in need. Um, or, or it could be like you collect toys or a you do a kind deed for someone. So I'm actually going to create my own, um, reverse advent calendar and I will post it on my Instagram. And so, um, by December 1st. And so you can see, um, that if you would like to use it. And I think I'm going to do it. I was like breaking down the days. I think I'm going to do half of my days, um, collecting a food item to donate, and then the remaining uh, fourth of the days to collect toys or books that we just don't need in our house anymore, or maybe something that is a little special that Camila is ready to to pass along to someone. Um, and we have a, a lot of books, and I think we could um, pass that along as well. And then the remaining fourth of the days I'm going to have us work on something for someone else. So like sending a card, coloring a picture, making cookies, making ornaments, etc. Um, all with this idea of thinking of others first and Philippians two talks about having the same, um, attitude that Christ Jesus had and he went to the cross for us and he considered others better than himself and just the idea that um, this really needs to be you know something we're thinking about all year long um, but kickstarting um, us off you know in the Christmas season of thinking of other people ahead of ourselves and so I really want to help my almost three-year-olds um, think of others during this season and um, and not just a, it's not just a receiving season of, yes, we get presents and, and it's fun to get presents, but mm -hmm. it is so good and fun to, um, give different things as well. So, um, and then what I wanted to do today for my last thing here is each week has a different word, a different focus traditionally. Um, and so this first week is, um, you light the candle of hope. And so um, this idea of hope in this season, um, this season is and and our identity in being followers of Christ all year long um, is so hopeful. And it's not only hopeful for getting through life's difficulties, um, walking through sickness or broken relationships or death, um, but it is hopeful in the fact that this is not it for us. And um, while life is beautiful and meaningful, if this was all there was, um, that would be pretty bleak. And so there's this, um, this hope we have that is sure and um, guaranteed that we 
if we belong to Christ, um, we'll live with him forever in a, in a place that is, um, sin free, sickness free, death free, um, or relationships will be restored. We'll be in right relationship with God all the time, not just sometimes. Right. And so, um, I wanted to focus on, um, a section of scripture from first Peter, and I just wanted to read it and comment a little bit, um, along the way. And so, um, if you want to put me on pause and grab your Bible, I think there's a lot of benefit of, um, reading along with me while I read it. I read out of the ESV. And um, so this is again, first Peter chapter one, and it's verses three through 12. So here's what Peter says. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning the salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you, and the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. So I've been memorizing this, um, uh, actually first Peter, um, a couple friends and I are trying to memorize the whole book. And, um, so I've been marinating on this, um, for the last couple of months and the wording that, that Peter uses is just beautiful. He also um, probably has a bunch of run-on sentences. So if you're, <laughs> his grammar's not incorrect, I don't think, but it's like, whoa, Peter, hello. Um, and so, you know, obviously like what catches my eye is this living hope um, phrase in, in verse in verse three. So it was according to his great mercy. And so mercy is... Um, not getting the thing you do deserve where grace is getting the thing you don't deserve. And so grace is, um, grace is like heaven. So we, we don't deserve heaven, but God gives it to us. Um, mercy is, um, like not going to hell. And so we do deserve hell, but God does not, does not give that to us. So, um, according to his great mercy, not giving us something that we do deserve. Um, he causes us to be born again to a living hope. And it's not through us. It's not through our good works. It's not through our good deeds. And so these things I talked about with, you know, doing this reverse advent calendar, it's, you know, those things do not, um, guarantee me salvation. Um, 
at all. Like I can't, the, the separation between myself and God because of sin is too, it's too wide. It's not like, oh, if I just keep doing better and doing more, I'm eventually going to reach him. No, because I have sin and because God is sinless, sin cannot exist. Um, within the person of God. And that's really the the beauty of in the in the miracle that God sent his son to us. Um is because he wanted right relationship with us. And um but because sin is involved, he he can't have anything to do with sin. And so he he sent his son to fix that issue um, so that relationship can be restored. Um, and so Jesus took that sin that's stopping us from relationship with God, took it upon himself and eradicated it, did away with it. Um, now we still live in sin now um, on this earth, but one day that will be all taken care of. And so I love this um, living hope. It's not this hope that it's like, oh, you know, maybe someday possibly it's out there. It's, no, it's living. It's, it's now we can enjoy this hope and live in this hope now um, as well as, as in the future. Um, and it was because of Jesus. It was because of that, that he rose from the dead, not just dying for our sins, but the combination of dying for our sins and rising from the dead and so um taking care of of sin and death and destroying it and so the only reason he was able to do those things was because he came as a human um being born and so what we're celebrating now in this season and then what what we celebrate in easter um are all the things combined are just um beautiful one big story um and in this inheritance it's imperishable, undefiled, unfading. I love this wording. And it just goes on to talking about trials that we, that we go through, but that it tests our, our faith. It makes it, um, it kind of shakes off all the impurities. You know, if I'm sure you've heard this before, but when gold, um, goes through fire and it gets rid of all of the impurities, what comes out is, um, perfection. And so now we can't be perfect on our own, but because of what Christ has done for us, um, our faith is made, is made perfect. And so that, um, verse seven, it may be found to result in, our faith may be found a result in praise and glory and honor um, when Jesus comes back. And it just goes on to talk about our salvation and the prophets. And there's a lot of theology. I mean, the Bible is <laughs> theology, right? But there, it's just packed with um, all of these, you know, prophecies about Jesus before he came. And so why this is such a big deal and something I've been thinking about, I've been going through the book of John and, you know, these um, Pharisees who are like followers of the law and they have been waiting and waiting and waiting for this Messiah to come, for the Christ to come. And um, there's something like 500 or so prophecies about the Messiah in the Old Testament. It's just wild. Um, and these Pharisees are just having a hard time um, believing that Jesus is this Messiah that they've been waiting for. And there are actually um, 
Jews today who don't believe that Jesus was that Messiah and are still waiting for for that Messiah. Um, and then there are Jews who are called Messianic Jews who um, believe that Jesus was was the Messiah, but have stayed, you know, um, in line with a lot of um, Jewish traditions. And so, anyways, um, why Christmas and why this the season of Advent is such a big deal um, is is because it kind of takes us back to um, the hundreds of years that God's people were waiting for this Messiah to come. Um, and I just think of like those that um, saw him and witnessed him like in the flesh. And um, I think of the disciples who grew up um, knowing these things um, about the Messiah. And, uh, you know, scripture wasn't um, written down a lot of the or much, right? But a, a lot of the ways people knew scripture was by memorization and by reciting it and by hearing it because they didn't have a lot of copies that they could just pass around and, and even own. And so um, for the the Jews of the Jesus's of Jesus' day, they had been hearing and reciting and memorizing these stories about this Messiah that was to come. And here he was. He came. And in a way that um and in a stable um in an animal trough you know is where he laid and um not like a mighty king um in a palace or with um expensive things um but but that baby who came to to save us um absolutely changed the course of human history from where it was um to where it is now and so, um, hope, hope is, is what we have. We can hope in something that is sure it's a living hope. And, um, my hope is that this week, um, as you reflect on, start reflecting on Christmas and what is to come and, um, all of that, that you would think about this living hope that you have, if you belong to Christ. And if you don't, that you would consider him this season um, because it will absolutely um, change the, the course of your life um, if you put your trust in um, the one, the only one who can save us. So um, Merry Christmas and happy Advent season. And thanks for listening. We will catch you guys next week.